Welcome to Watershed's July podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove. I'm a cinema curator here at Watershed. Cinema exhibition is more and more becoming seasonally defined and, well, frankly, quite homogenised. There are three seasons in the industry. The awards corridor, roughly October to mid-March. The summer blockbusters, mid-June to the end of August. And then everything else. Of course, blockbusters are quite promiscuous. So the Star Wars franchise now regularly appears in December and 007 makes regular appearances every couple of years in November. These are known as hardy biennials. But what about everything else? The everything else season is where all the interesting things exist, in my opinion. Yes, the awards corridor can throw up some exceptional films. This year we had a rare vintage with films like Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea and Jackie. But it is in the rich, if tough, microclimates of everything else that all varieties live. However, some stark statistics. There are over 500 films released in cinemas every year. The average visit to the cinemas is 2.14 per person. And something like the top five films at the UK take 95% of the box office. It does mean that a lot of people do not watch films at the cinema and some people watch a hell of a lot of films. And to that latter group, I salute you. Film can feel like a disposable medium. They are now available anywhere, anytime. Like pop music, they can be quite transient experiences, like background mood music. Unlike a novel, which you have to give over time to, or theater, which is a one-off investment on time. Whereas film is just around, whether the 500 films on in the cinema or films available on broadcast television or to download. And if you missed it in the cinema, you will increasingly be able to access it immediately through downloads. I think film deserves better than that. My aim in setting up Cinema Rediscovered, the second edition of which takes place at the end of July, is to create a fourth season in film. It's a very concentrated period, four days, but will be a rich microclimate of cinematic rediscovery. The roots of it are in Italy. Following a cinematic epiphany at Bologna's Il Cinema Ritrovato, the high temple of film appreciation, I could see that there was a space that film could assert its real value. The epiphany was in the shape of John Ford's My Darling Clementine, which was restored and screened with an introduction by the late film curator and pioneer Peter von Bach. Peter simply said, my darling Clementine is the greatest American film. I, along with 500 other people in the audience, collectively thought it isn't even the best John Ford film. However, at the end of the screening, I found myself agreeing with the assertion. Why had I changed my mind? Because I was seeing Ford's film the way it was intended, in the cinema. My darling Clementine's effortless, subtle, aesthetic beauty and poetic simplicity was magnified and intensified on the big screen. This made me realise that it is in the cinema that we can once again really appreciate films and rediscover these often overlooked and underrated classics. As we go into our second edition of Cinema Rediscovered, here are some highlights. We have a film fair at the festival, and last year I bought a copy of Sidney Lumet's classic 1970s film Network. Its story of TV anchorman Howard Beale's breakdown and resurrection as a false prophet of the media age 
all for corporate ratings and shareholders' benefits, seem to speak directly to our current time of fake or manipulated news. To mark the 40th anniversary of the films released in the UK, we've put together a season of American films which all revel in and reveal the extent journalists, broadcasters and media moguls will go to manipulate the media and the message. These include classics such as Austin Wells' groundbreaking Citizen Kane, Billy Wilder's savage satire Ace in the Hole, and Alexander McKendrick's dark Night of the Soul, Sweet Smell of Success. Polish director Krzysztof Kieślowski made some of the most acclaimed films of the last century, including his Three Colours trilogy and The Double Life of Veronique. Perhaps his masterpiece, though, is The Decalogue, a series made for Polish television based on the themes behind each of the Ten Commandments. Two episodes were extended into feature films, a short film about killing and a short film about love. The Decalogue weaves together the lives of residents of a high-rise neighbourhood and builds into a compelling portrait of community and exploration of morals and values. Although made for television, Decalogue, like Fassbinder's Berlin Alexanderplatz, is essentially cinematic. And this is a rare opportunity to immerse yourself in one sitting in this extraordinary artistic achievement. Directors and films can so easily go out of fashion or favour. One of the aspects of Cinema Rediscovered I'm keen to champion is bringing films back under the cinematic spotlight and revisit whether they still stand the test of time. In the 1980s, a Merchant Ivory film was not only a stamp of quality, but they kept the British film industry very much alive during the dark days of dropping admissions. Howard's End, adapted from the E.M. Foster novel, is perhaps the finest achievement, but has television series like Downton Abbey and The Crown diminished the appeal for Merchant Ivory films? We shall be able to compare when we see a restored Howard's End back in the cinema. Cinema Rediscovered also wants to profile the cinematic history and heritage of Bristol. So I was delighted, if a bit nervous, to be invited to a cast and crew screening of Bristol-based filmmaker Mark Cadell's documentary, Becoming Cary Grant. Nervous because it always is when you watch a film with a director and know you're going to get asked at the end, what did you think? And especially so if you know the director. What do you do if you don't like the film? So it was a relief and pleasure that Becoming Cary Grant reveals fresh insights into the journey of Bristol-born Archibald Leach to Hollywood icon. So much so that it made me want to go back to Grant's films, a sure sign of a successful documentary. The film includes some extraordinary archive footage of Bristol, footage shot by Grant himself, and a score from Bristol-based musicians. And it is testament to the film and filmmaker that it premiered in Cannes this year, followed by screenings at the Edinburgh International Film Festival and Bologna's Il Cinema Ritrovato. Cinema Rediscovered is delivered in partnership with local cinephiles and cineactivists. In fact, the growth in cinema culture in and around Bristol makes the city a natural fit to celebrate and rediscover all things cinematic. With the help of Southwest Silence and 20th Century Flicks, we have screenings happening at the Cuban Bristol and Cousin Community Cinema in Clevedon, and have introduced walking tours of Bristol's cinematic heritage and legacy. So this is just some of the highlights of the programme. There's a lot more to rediscover at the festival. For more information on all the screenings and events, go to watershed.co.uk forward slash cinema hyphen rediscovered.
That's all for this month.